Okay, we are doing Parashat Vayachi today. At the end of Parashat Vayigash, we had a couple of stories. One, the brothers of Yosef go to meet Paro, and Paro, and they tell Paro that they are shepherds, and Paro allows them to stay in Goshen. Two, Yaakov himself comes to meet Paro, and we saw how he blessed Paro, and how this meeting represented a meeting of the two patriarchs of the of ideology, or the patriarchs of these two very distinct civilizations. And then finally, it goes to the backstory of how Yosef turned Egypt through his programs into a state in which everybody, into which Paro basically controlled all of the land. So Paro became the owner of all of the land. People began to live in cities. He moved people into cities for the sake of organization, for the sake of, of, of uh, taking control of their land and being, able to, and being able to basically manage them more easily. All of the land of Egypt moves into the cities. The, land, the fields all belong to Paro. They get to work the field and keep the profits as long as they pay a heavy tax to Paro. At the same time, Yosef's family is being supported by Yosef separately in Goshen. They do not have the same slavery that the rest of Egypt has. We said that's going to be a, a bit of like a, um, it's a foreshadowing of something bad that's going to occur because the Jews are in a very clearly good position and the love that they're getting from the court of Paro, or from the house of Paro, is purely dependent on Yosef. So if Yosef is out of the picture, then we can imagine what's going to happen. Now, our parasha opens up, it goes back to the story of Yaakov, Yosef, and the brothers, and it leaves the macro story of how Yosef uh, was able to take over all of Egypt. Okay. And Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt for seven uh, 17 years And he lived a total of 147 years 7 years, 40 years, 100 years The days of Israel approached to die He called his son Yosef If I found favor in your eyes Please put your hand by my thigh and do for me a, a kindness and what is truth and do not bury me in Egypt. There's a beautiful Rashi that says, do for me chesed ve'emet, a kindness that is truth. What is Yaakov asking Yosef to do for him? To bury him in, in Israel, right? Not to bury him in Egypt. He said, Rashi says that the act of burying yes. a person is the ultimate kindness that is truth. Yes, because you don't get anything because back. Because you don't get anything back, right? Yes, yes. If you're doing just emet, so emet is if I help him, he helps me. That's emet. But a chesed, you do with expe- expectation no of expect- nothing in return, nothing right? In return. So you have a duty to bury someone, but it has to be done like a chesed. It's an emet, it's a truth that you need to bury the person. But when it comes to burying in general, all burials, or a chesed, or an emet that is chesed. Meaning it's something you must do, but you're not going to get anything in return for it. So he asks him, please do for me chesed, ve'emet, I'll not take you for the enemy of I will, I will uh, 
lay with my forefathers, and you will carry me from Mitzrayim, and you will bury me in their burials. And Yosef said, I will do according to your word. There is an interesting discussion on Pasuk Lamed, on Pasuk 30. Mm-hmm. And I will lay with my forefathers. Mm-hmm. Now, what is this referring to? Is that referring to, I will be buried with my forefathers? Seems to be Peshat, right? Yes. I'll be buried with my forefathers. The yes. problem is, if you read it like that, it says, you translate it like, I will be buried with my forefathers, and you shall carry me from Egypt and put me in their burials. <laughs> it doesn't work together. <laughs> so it doesn't work because I shall lay with my forefathers, so you should carry me. And? So what does the Vishakhafti Imabotai mean? Either it's I would like to lay with my forefathers, so carry me from Egypt and bury me in their burials, or which I think could be Peshat, or the Vishakhafti Imabotai is actually referring to not the burial, it's referring to the death. I will lay, I will become deceased like my forefathers were. And once that happens, please, please bury, me bury, next yeah, to bury me next to them. So that's an interesting, that's nice. it's an interesting discussion. I think it's also in Rashi as to what Vishakhafti Imabutai means. I will lay with my forefathers. Because the word Vishakhafti just means to lay down. Mm-hmm. So is it referring to the burial or is it referring to the death? Okay. If it's referring to the death, interestingly, then you either translate it like I will lay down I will become deceased like my forefathers. Or you could even say, I will lay down to be with my forefathers. Meaning I will die in order to meet, be, to meet them and be to together, meet, to be together to with them. Which I don't know if that's special, but if it is, if it is then there's a wow. hint in the Torah that we, you reunite with the deceased. When you, when you go to the next, uh, when you go to the next world, you are, yeah. you are, you reunite. Wow, it's beautiful. So he said, And Israel bows at the head of the bed. Now, who is Yaakov bowing to? When you are he at the position, the is, uh, uh, right, so what's the Peshat first? The Peshat is he's showing respect to Yosef. Now, the Chachamim say this is a problem on Yosef's part. Yes. That one time the brothers came and they said, your servant, our father, said something and, and Yosef didn't correct them. So he let them keep saying that your, our, your father is your servant. Because of that he lost uh, t- 10 years? Of I don't know. He, he yeah. Lost, yeah, right. The Chachamim say he lost years of his life because I don't, know how many, I don't remember how many years it was. But this is a theme we see that Yaakov shows a level of respect to Yosef despite the fact that he's his son. In that case, this would be fulfilling the first dream of, uh, second dream of Yosef when the star, the moon, the sun, and the stars are bowing down to Yosef, right? And whenever uh, Yaakov said, what do you mean? You think, or me, your mother, and your brother is going to bow to you? So here, according to the Peshat, you may be bowing to Yosef. The other, the Chachamim say though, that when a person is sick, on top of the bed yes. is the Shekhinah. And you're not supposed to go there. So he was, yeah, so you, don't, you shouldn't stand on top of the person who is sick, because that's where the Shekhinah rests. And, the, and Yaakov was bowing in gratitude to the Shekhinah. Okay. Pasuk Memchet, Memchet 48, Pasuk 1. And it was after these things. I said to Yosef, behold, your father is sick. 
Ephraim, and he took his two sons with him. Menashe and Ephraim. So now, didn't we already say that that his days were approaching yes. to die. Yes. So what's going on here all of a sudden? So that's the previous paragraph was in Yaakov's old age. He wasn't sick yet. He wasn't on his deathbed. This paragraph, he's, he's now on his deathbed. Dead. He realizes he's sick to the extent that he's about to die soon. So he, he said, your father is sick. Yes. He takes his two sons with him. And and he told Yaakov. Who told Yaakov? Nobody. One of the servants told Yaakov. It's, um, it's a classic case of, if you look at Rashi, he says this is a, a verb in which the subject is left out. And the Torah does that sometimes. And he said, and you fill in who said, because it's obvious who said. One of the, somebody told Yaakov. It's not, so, it's not so important. But he said to Yaakov, Behold, your son Yosef is approaching. And he strengthens himself and he sits up on the bed. Pasuk 3. So Yaakov says to Yosef, Behold, El Shaddai, the God of, we'll call him the God of blessing, appeared to me in Luz and he blessed me. And he said to me, I'm going to multiply you and make you many. And I will make you into a congregation of nations. And I will give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting inheritance, everlasting portion. What a, what a, right. which land? The land of Israel. He's landing. He's referring to the land of Canaan. <laughs> he's, he's in Egypt. I know, but he's referring he's to Israel. He was saying in Luz. Because he's saying that whenever I was in Luz, yes. which is in Israel, yes. God came to me and told me that I will give you this land, right? And now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt, the ones that you had before I came to you in Egypt, or until I came to you in Egypt, they belong to me. Ephraim and Menashe will be to me like Reuven and Shimon. But your descendants that you gave birth after them, they belong to you. Based on the name of their brothers, they will be called in their meaning, if they have all of Yosef's other sons, they are going to be considered part of the tribe of Ephraim or Menashe. Okay? What's going yeah, on here? What is, what is Yaakov trying to do here? He's bringing, he's replacing, in a way, he's replacing Shimon and... Oh, so you think he's, he's replacing Shimon, maybe he's also replacing Reuven, God, for being on the other side of the Jordan. I don't, I don't think, I mean, not yet. Uh, maybe he's replacing Shimon. Or maybe he's giving a double, double, portion, double portion I think, to Yosef. I think the that's, Peshat, that's is, the like, Peshat, yes. Peshat is giving a double portion to Yosef, who is technically his Bechor. Yes. Because he's the first of the, of the wife that he considers his most important wife. And maybe also because of the suffering. He knew, he, he knew that Yosef... Yeah, so the it. Peshat is probably that he's giving him a double portion, which he says explicitly. I've given you an extra portion on your, over your brothers. The other, um, the other thing he may be doing is the sons that were born to Yosef and got old before Yaakov came... What could have been the concern? I'm thinking of this now. It's my own chidush. But what could have been the concern with Ephraim and Menashe? That they were not going to be keeping the that Jews. That they were not going to be Jewish. Jewish. Yeah, because the they, had, they had no Jewish yeah, influence. We right? learned that uh, in the Galut we can... You know, right. 
So if the other brothers that were younger, so Yaakov and the family come, and they're in Goshen, and now they're Jews, so they know their identity. But Ephraim and Menashe, even Yosef's names to them, God caused me to forget all of my suffering in the house of my father. The way he named them is even awesome. the way he named them, God made me multiply in the land of my, of my suffering. No, no recognition of Canaan, right? So, when, by the time the, the father and the brothers come and they develop a culture of the Israelite way, these sons have already been, become developed. So it's like Yaakov wants to take them under his wing, potentially. Maybe that's what he's doing. Also to teach everybody else that you're now in Egypt. Be careful. I know, but we would have thought that there may have been some development on top of on, on is also Yaakov's thing. side. I think that also, Yaakov maybe wants to teach all the other children that are going to come in the next generation that you have to be like that you're in the. Yeah, that's the next part. Yeah, yeah let's, let's continue because there's more interesting psukim. When I came from Padan, where's Padan? From Lavan's house. Yes. Rachel died in the land of Canaan Baderek, Beod Kivrat Eretz Lavo Ephrata, when we still had a bira of land to get to Ephrat. Like Berea Sham Baderek Ephrati Betlachem, and I buried her there in Ephrat and Betlachem. Okay, so now, now he also tells Yosef about his mother's death. About his mother's death. Now, what is he doing and why, there? Why he, why he buried her on the street? On the, now, on the yeah, what, what is he trying to do? What is Yaakov trying Asking to do? Asking for forgiveness. So he's saying, I want you to please bury me with my forefathers. Yes. Oh, what about his where, mother? Where are his forefathers? So yeah. fathers are Marat yeah. What about her mother? Yeah, so Yosef oh. is thinking, what about my mother? What you do you mean? You're in the middle of the street. Why don't you want to be buried with my mother? And he says, his response to him, his defense to him is, I'm sorry about your mother. She had to be buried in the middle of the land, away from the family plot, which was in a uh, thing, which was in Hebron. She had to be buried away from family because of extenuating circumstances. Meaning I couldn't help it but bury her there because we, we got, I got stuck with her. She passed away on the way and I had to bury her. You're not, you're, I'm not going to carry the dead body all the way to Hebron. Out of respect for her, I wanted to bury her quickly, so I had to bury her separate. So please don't hold me at fault for that. And please bury me in the family plot, which is where Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov and their wives were. Okay? So that's what he's doing with the Rachel thing. Okay. Um, Pasuk. Next puzzle gets interesting. Uh, we have to go though. Okay. No, we do. I have to go. We have to catch Shachari. Okay. Baruch Adonai Lam. Amen. Amen. Amen.